things get a little bit grim. But this is especially heinous. Did you tell the police that she was ordered, May? Nope. Witchy ghost stuff. Ah! Don't make me scared. A spooky girl amateur hour. Bit. Literally on everything. Good. I'm glad that we live in COVID world. <laughs> Welcome to Crab Bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's sake. It's going very well. Off to a good start. Yeah. Listen, it's late. It is quarter till nine. Wow. We don't normally go this late. Well, I'm normally in bed in 30 minutes. Yep. Which we can totally do because grab bags are 30 minutes or under. <gasps> Itty bitty little baby episodes. Welcome to a little bit grim. Yay! That's Taylor. That's Jenny. Hi. We are here to entertain you today with lighthearted fun stories that are too little to be full episodes, but still very fascinating that we want to tell you about Worth them. Worth knowing about. There's broken glass on the table. What happened? I, literally nothing. Nothing's broken. I mean, something has to be broken. I'll know what. <laughs> I'll just put it in a pile. Okay. Hi. All right. Hi. I'm going to go first, right? Yeah. Okay. Hit me with the baby story. So uh, this is recent. So kind of started at the end of May going till two days ago. Hmm. In Utah, a man named John Hughes went into his local Walmart on May 28th and just strolled himself back on over to the photo center. Mm-hmm. And then he's just started printing off some pornographic images. Oh! Okay. Witnesses complained to Walmart staff, and Hughes was arrested on July 19th, where he admitted to printing off the pornographic material so that he could, and I quote, send it to his homies who are locked up. You are lying to my face. No. <laughs> I mean, what exactly what law did he break? So, he is facing a third-degree felony charge for distributing pornographic material, which I did not know was against the law. How does, like, the porn places get away with it? Do they not distribute porn? I don't know. They've got to spread their seeds somehow. (sighs) (laughs) I wanted to hate it, but I couldn't. Maybe, maybe the Walmart photo center should invest in some booby guards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this whole episode has just gone tits up. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my God. (laughs) So up till two days ago, did he just get sentenced or? Okay. Yeah, I don't know what kind of charge, like, what he's actually going to serve or anything like that. But truly, like, well, who's going to send him porn? I would think that it's got to be, like, maybe a, depending on what kind of porn it was, it could have been, like, a copyright issue. Because, like, they, you won't even get to print off your own senior pictures if you don't own the copyright to it. That's a lie. Is that a lie? No. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. What? If, yeah, oh. I got kicked out of Walmart as a senior because I tried to print my own senior pictures. I'm... I excuse. Th- it's your own face. Uh, I was like, that is me. Uh, can like models not print off their? Mm, I they have to own the copyright. That I hate, and that's something that like will be in contracts. Like my wedding photographer gave me the rights to my own photos. So she's such a sweet noodle. She's adorable. So I can print out my own 
wedding photos, but that has to be written in your contract. And you have to bring that with you if you're gonna go somewhere to print them off. So that's why I always use like Shutterfly and stuff because it's not worth the argument to have. No. So who I just want to know, like, what fifteen-year-old boy getting paid eight dollars and twenty-five cents <laughs> an hour is policing the Walmart photo kiosk in such a fashion? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's better uses of our time. Yeah. So wow, that's my story number one. Okay, I love that. All of mine are in notes in my phone, so please. Oh look, that was easy to grab. Uh, okay, this is the <laughs> door to hell. And no, it's not my front door. Aww. I know. If you ever happen to visit Central Asia's Karakum Desert in Turkmenistan, you will witness a strange but breathtaking sight. A giant hole in the middle of the desert aglow with a fire that will never go out. What? And the fact is, it has not gone out for the last 40 years. However, this phenomenon, which has become a minor tourist destination, is not a natural wonder, but the result of an accidental excavation. Oh. In 1971, a group of Soviet genius, the freaking Soviets. No. Uh, Who gave them shovels? I, <laughs> their government. Uh, they were drilling the ground in the area looking for natural gas and oil reserves when suddenly the ground surface collapsed, revealing a 230-foot diameter cavern filled with hazardous methane gas. Feeling that it would be toxic for the people living in the nearby village of Darwiz. The scientists decided to burn the gas off by setting it on fire 40 years ago. Turns out that the cavern seems to have an incessant supply of gas, which keeps the spectacular flames going night and day, a sight that can be seen for miles. So while the locals call the burning cavern the door to hell, it has definitely put the otherwise arid land onto a list of must-see tourist sites. Thanks to the gases emitted, visitors can only spend about five minutes around the area, but it's so unique that many people do take the time to make the journey to the burning hole that lies 260 kilometers north of Turkmenistan's capital, Ashgabat. Having said that, in 2010, the president of the country did order it to be covered up and shut down, and while it has not happened yet, it could be a possibility in the near future. If all of this was not thrilling enough, for reasons scientists cannot explain, spiders are inexplicably ah! drawn to the area, flocking in the thousands. It truly is your hell. It's probably anxious to see Daddy Lucifer, I'm sure. Like, right, 100%. I can't think of any reason why all the desert spiders are flocking to a giant burning hole in the ground, but, like, it can't be good. Wow, sounds like a whole ass hot mess. This is just a shame that That's a by, hot take, Taylor. Happened by gas in it. <laughs> I'm so done. <laughs> oh, buckle in, folks. We're not even halfway through. Here we go. Wow, that's yikes. That's yikes indeed. Ooh, I, I don't like that spiders go to it. No! Uh -uh. Like, as if like a consistently... Like a spider... Like, why, how do you get to... Why do they, like, walk like lemmings into the fire? What do they do? I cannot... <laughs> just see, like, little, on, like, spider view, like, they're down there and they're like, bah! <laughs> they just, like, follow. Spider view? <laughs> I'm thinking, like, Bugs Life. <laughs> POV, you're a spider walking straight into hell. <laughs> Ew, I hate right. it. What if spider screamed? Oh, I'm really glad they don't. I know, me too. Oh, that would be <laughs> unfortunate. All right. Uh, the Fuji Q Highland Amusement Park in Japan has an interesting new request uh, of their guests, thanks to COVID. 
They're asking their guests to scream inside of their hearts. <laughs> Who <laughs> isn't screaming inside of their heart? <laughs> when riding on roller coasters. <laughs> the, hope, the hope is that they can reduce the spread of the virus by not having the droplets come out of people's mouths when they scream. A horrifying thing that I never really thought about it, if I'm being honest. Ugh. Uh, a lot of gu- guests have complained about the new rule, calling it too strict, and some wondering if it's even possible to ride a roller coaster in silence. How about this? Shut down the freaking amusement park! We don't need it right now, guys. No! Scream inside your hearts at home. There's enough horrors happening in this world today. <laughs> There's plenty of screaming to go around, folks. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. Personally, I think it would be really difficult to silently ride a roller coaster. However, to show that it is possible, the park has released a video of two adult grown-ass men in suits and ties riding a roller coaster with masks on in complete silence. Um, it is the most boring two minutes I've ever watched in my whole life. And... One of the guys you can see, he his hands are starting to like get sweaty and twitchy at the beginning, like he's nervous and he's blinking a lot. Yeah, and the other guy's just deadpan, straight in the face, and they're just going through this really big roller coaster. It's like the amusement park's main attraction, and they're both just stone faced. Looks boring. I would not recommend releasing that video to the public unnerving as a as a here's why you should come to the park Uh, i love roller coasters and i was bored (laughs) not do not recommend if i can ride a roller coaster without screaming like a psycho it's not worth riding yeah i know yeah not into it it's like a lazy river (laughs) it's that's what I thought the Jurassic Park ride at Universal Studio was the first time I rode it. Oh, a lazy river? Yeah. Is it not? No. Oh. It starts off that way. Oh. And you're in like a bow and it starts off with the Jurassic Park music and there's some animatronic dinosaurs everywhere and it's really fun. And then you see a spot where the boat should keep going forward and then your boat takes like a sharp left turn literally and goes into this area and then all these alarms start going oh. and you're going up a dark uh, barn-like thing Ooh. and a Tyrannosaurus like pops out <gasps> of the ceiling and then you do like a nosedive in the uh, ride. It's awesome. That would scare the snot out of me. Oh my gosh. Like I went with my cousin and my aunt and none of us were expecting it really and then we all got off and we were like, what? We have to go again. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> like, what just happened? Yeah. <sighs> okay. I am going to tell you about the Jatinga bird suicide. Mm. So, over the last 100 years, thousands of birds have flown to their death over a small strip of land in Jatinga, India. In a town of only 2,500 people, this bizarre Bermuda Triangle of Foul death (laughs) (laughs) remains largely unexplained despite studies by India's most prestigious ornithopodies. Ornithopologies? Bird guys. (laughs) Good old bird guys. (laughs) India's most prestigious bird guys. Uh, After monsoon season, usually in September and October, and only occurring on dark, moonless nights, 44 species of birds in Jatinga suddenly become disturbed between the hours of 6 and 9.30 p.m. 
strangely becoming disoriented, the birds plunge towards the torches and lights of the cities. However, the term suicide is a misnomer for a couple of reasons. While a lot of the birds are known to plunge to their deaths, um, usually it's the villagers in Jatinga who do the actual killing, believing the birds to be spirits flying from the sky to terrorize them. Mm. The village took to capturing them with bamboo poles and then beating the birds to death. Oh, my God. Right. So despite the danger and repeat performances every year, the birds continue to fly to their death in this small area, 1,500 by 200 meters. A number of theories have been proposed, one suggesting that a combination of high altitude, high winds, and fog uh, disorients the birds, and they're attracted to the light of the village uh, as a source of flight stabilization. Another theory suggests that the weather of the region leads to changes in the magnetic qualities of the underground water, causing the birds' disoriented state. What? Isn't it weird? Wildlife and bird societies... (laughs) That's our next call. I just imagine, like, birds drinking tea, like, (laughs) going to the opera. Uh, So, bird societies in India have gone to the village to educate them about the phenomenon in an attempt to stop the mass killings of the birds. Since then, bird deaths have decreased by 40%. Wow. Government officials in Assam are hoping to use the phenomenon to attract tourists to the small city, and some work has gone into creating accommodations for visitors in Jatinga. Uh... The phenomenon is covered in more detail in the book Birds of Assam by ornithologist. Got it. I nailed it that time. Good job. Dr. Anwarun Chowdhury. Wow. So. Hmm. That's unfortunate it's for a bizar- all of those birds. For all the people. I would be upset if I lived in village and for a month every year just <laughs> birds dive bombed you. <laughs> I'd be mad. I get I'm, it. I get it. I all, Yeah. That yeah. sucks. All right. Are you ready for a little urban legend tale? Oh, hell yeah, Tay. All right. So, him. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this starts with a guy and a girl on their first date. Hmm. They meet up at a bar and start talking. She's gorgeous and just his type. He is feeling very good about the date. He's been single for a while and is ready to settle down, and he wants to be done with the bar scene and hasn't been drinking a lot. Uh, They sit down at the bar counter, and she offers to buy the first round of drinks. He thinks that this is very generous, and he is not uh, used to getting um, this offer, so he accepts, thinking that he'll pay for their dinner later if they decide to eat. After a few moments of small talk, he realizes that she looks distracted, maybe even a little bit sad. It's clear that she's not having a great time. He asks, is everything okay? And she just shrugs and said that she's got a lot on her mind. He really likes this girl so far, and he wants to help her if he can, and he says, if you want someone to talk to, I'm happy to listen. She explains that her brother is in the hospital, and they don't know how long he will live. His liver has has stopped functioning, and they're trying to find a donor, but so far, they have not found a match for him. She also said that the hospital bills have been a burden lately as well, and her father is trying to raise money uh, to pay for the transplant operation. Mm. He is in shock at how well this girl is handling the stress of her brother's condition. He asks how he can help, and she just says, it would mean so much to me if you would donate to the fund. He says, of course he will. He realizes both of their drinks are empty and goes to order another round, this time on him. But she insists she's got it, and she knows the bartender very well, and he gives her free drinks often. Once their drinks are full again, he notices that she seems to have perked up a bit. It seems that the weight of her brother's diagnosis has lifted a bit, and uh, he hoped that she would still be able to have a good time with him. He was feeling better now as well, and her smile seemed genuine. About an hour goes by and a couple more drinks, and even though he's having a great time, it's still early, he's feeling tired. He thinks to himself, wow, I shouldn't have anything else to drink. 
She offers to get him another drink, but he declines and switches to water. His body starts feeling heavy, and he is having trouble making sense out of what is she what she is saying. He wants to be alert. He likes this girl and doesn't want her to think that he's bored. Suddenly, he starts seeing things out of the corner of his eyes. Colors are changing and the lights are getting dimmer. The room is fuzzy and he looking and he it's like he's looking at a watercolor painting. He says he needs to go to the restroom and by the time he reaches the door, he is stumbling and his hands and feet are numb. Finally, the darkness consumes him and he closes his la- head or he closes his eyes as his head hits the ground. Mm. He's woken by another voice and his body feels cold and heavy and sore. At first, he thinks he's had a dream or that he just had more to drink than he thought. He hopes that she's okay and isn't worrying about him. He wonders if she made it home okay. He opens his eyes and sees a familiar face, a friend of his, smiling down at him, saying, Thank God we found you. He says, Huh? His friend says, We couldn't find you. You've been missing for days. Everything's going to be okay. You're in an ambulance. He takes in his surroundings and realizes that his abdomen is the cause of all the pain he was feeling, and he asks his friend, What happened to me? His friend looks at him and says, We found you in a bathtub, in an apartment rented to the girl you said you were on a date with. The apartment was empty except for you. We think she took your liver. Oh! Ew! Oh, no! (gasps) (laughs) Scary! Where's Liam Neeson when you need him? Ew, I hate... I thought... Okay, one, you had me in the first half. I thought it was going to be like that... Man's hand, man hand hook, car door hand. Oh yeah, story. Mm-hmm. You try, you you got me. Switched it up. You the gold bait and switch. Oh man. Oh how the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, I didn't like that. <clears throat> Gross. Somebody would be sorely disappointed with the state of my liver. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, just put it back for God's sakes. <laughs> just leave her here. Ugh, useless. <clears throat> <laughs> Listen, I'm breaking the rules, but I mean, it's our own podcast, so yeah. I guess we can do whatever what we rules? want to do. Right, no rules, the land of lawlessness. <laughs> uh, I don't have a third grab bag story. Okay. Instead, I would like to have an open discussion okay. about some real bogus shit happening in the witch community right now. Oh, okay, great. Uh, and I'm not trying to, like, drag my own self out of the broom closet. <laughs> uh, so let me, like, for people who don't, know what's a hip-hop happening uh-huh uh baby witches are people who have like just started a dive into like their spiritual path and like discovering how they're going to practice their spirituality mm-hmm. in this whether it's like wiccan or solitary <clears throat> or whatever your particular flavor of flavor brand of witchcraft is mm-hmm. so there's a quote unquote coven of Little baby teeny bopper, baby, baby witches. Oh, little babies. Who have created a huge shit storm of a stir on Twitter. Oh, no. Because they decided to hex the moon. Honey, no. (laughs) And the fae. The fae. They decided to hex the fae. Why? They were not satisfied. And so they hexed the moon. First of all, <laughs> that's not how. That's not how any of this works. That's not how any of this works. You uh, don't know the rule of three, obviously. No. Well, and I'm not saying I was gonna say that, but like, not everybody is a Wiccan. I'm not a Wiccan. I don't subscribe to the rule of three. Okay. But also the the Moon Girl, the Moon, the pinnacle of what. Uh, 
witchcraft symbolism. Why? The Hecate. Why are we he- why are we hexing the moon? First what, of all, what? what? Just I, there's no rhyme or reason. I think that just like these little 16-year-old girls got it and I'm just picturing the craft but stupid. Uh-huh. Of their like, hmm, let's hex the moon. Like one, honey, the moon's just fine. The moon the moon's doing okay. She don't need your help. No, she doesn't she's not stressed about you. Mm-mm. The maiden, the mother, the crown has no, she's not being entangled no. by whatever the fuck this is. No. And I just, I would be, listen, the fae, for people who don't know what the fae are, it's like the fine folk. They're a Celtic or like Norwegian brand of magical creatures that are filled with mischief and if they so choose can like fuck up your whole day oh yeah yeah snatch your soul like they can ruin you <laughs> snatch your soul hide your keys <laughs> they they right. be doing mismatchy shit they will steal your man and drag him into a hole and like not think twice about it nope and then go giggle in the river like i think it's more bold to hex the fae than hex the moon what what are y'all, what are y'all doing? We can't, we, I don't care what brand you practice. Mm-mm. Hexing is not something that even adult ass witches play with. No. Unless you have done your research from head to toe. And you have like worked on developing a symbiotic relationship with these symbols of power. Right. Uh, uh. You don't, you don't bind, you don't hex, you don't wish ill will on anybody or anything, any object, for, until you are prepared for that to happen to you, because that's what's going to happen. And that's what the, like, for those who don't know, the Wicked Rule of Three is for every negative intention that you set out, it will be returned to you threefold. Right. And that is something that I do believe in believe in and practice mm-hmm. and i keep that very uh close to my heart when i'm doing any kind of craft of my own or practice is i don't subscribe or prescribe to any kind of hexing or any kind of binding or any kind of negative uh practice that could then be used against me in the future it's just Mm -hmm. like a more robust form of karma that's yes and it's a tradition that is in so many different esoteric practices right dharma karma the wicked rule of three it's yeah not something ding dong i who twitter is in an uproar but it's such a huge freaking deal in the witch community right now that buzzfeed did an article on it (gasps) these fucking idiots what are you doing how many of them were there four four oh four little baby girls and uh-huh i'm sure they took like a mirror from dollar general and they spray painted it black oh my and oh no it's like, I'm trying to find... They probably don't even have their menstrual cycle yet. I'm... How <laughs> could you appreciate the moon if you don't have your moons, Mr. Sister? Yeah. I just... All right. This is my open open discussion. I just need everybody to be aware that this is a thing that happened. And it is causing quite a stir. Don't hex... Don't hex the moon. Or anything. What? <laughs> I just oh no I have such a visualization right now of like these four teeny bobber girls 
hanging out in the woods, probably passing around, passing around some peach snaps, <laughs> like, like around a fire. Fuck you, Moon. Oh, I hate it. Some boy named James has probably like just fucked up one of these girls' hearts, Ugh. and she's like, "It's the moon's fault." Take it out on the moon. Oh heavens me! All right, go watch Practical Magic and learn something, please. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to do, like, read the Wiccan read, read 78 Degrees of Wisdom, do... Do your research. Do your research. Do something. Read a passage of the Bible. Whatever your spiritual path is, whatever you feel drawn to, go do a little extracurricular reading. I feel like I can pretty confidently say whatever religious text that you're going to read, whether that be from Christianity, Islam, Judaism, any of those, it's going to say, don't hex the moon. Don't fuck with the moon. Don't do it. But I don't even, like, of all of these major religions, like, I feel like Buddha would be like, let's not, the moon is not one with which to trifle. Right. Let's not hex things we don't understand. Let's not hex things that didn't cause you harm. How about that? How about that? Wow. Thanks for enlightening us on... There you go. I just needed... It's been sitting heavy on my heart all day. I knew that we were recording this, and I'm like, yeah. I need to talk (laughs) about it. This is going to be our third grab bag. And I will say, as much as I hate it, boy, are the memes delicious. Oh, I bet. They're so good. We'll post some in Instagram. I'll save them all. All right. Sweet. Well, thanks for joining us for this week's grab bag. This month's grab bag. This month is a hot mess. We appreciate you. Follow us Follow us on the social media. Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram, on the Facebooks. Twitter is still MIA for now. Well, we're not talking about it. Oh, I'm going to keep talking about it. We're not talking about uh, it. I'm filled with shame. <laughs> if you want to be featured on a grab bag episode, you can write us your stories at a little bit grim at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, rate us on Spotify or no, follow us on Spotify. Rate, rate us, us on, on Apple. Apple podcasts. Uh, do the things you know what to do. We love you a lot. We appreciate you. Bye. Goodbye.